Hello, and welcome to Existence is Futile, a TNG podcast. We'll be watching and discussing all seven seasons of Star Trek The Next Generation in order. I'm Heal Mary. And I'm Gooey Fame. And this is episode 25. Here's Brayton with an episode recap. Star Trek The Next Generation, Season 1, Episode 25, The Neutral Zone. After rescuing three ancient humans from cryogenic stasis, the Enterprise D is ordered to the Romulan Neutral Zone on an important mission. Season Finale. Thank you, Brayton, and thank you, Memory Alpha. You can check out Brayton's podcast, Teenage Dirtbags, on iTunes and at TeenageDirtbags.co. <laughs> Season finale. Season finale. Um, it's here. How about that? It's underwhelming. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, yeah, we could, t- I guess we can go into, it's like, it has what seems like maybe half of something that feels like a season finale. Yes. But in not a not a finale way. It's more of a teaser. Right. They're kind of setting up season two. Sort like later on. Yeah. So, so like later in the series, it'll be like you'll have your big season finale and it's usually like a cliffhanger. Right. And then season one picks it up. But this wasn't right. that. This was just like be back sometime you know yeah so it's kind of weird i will say this episode was also affected by the writer's strike oh was it and so they weren't able to do like rewrites or something and so there's a couple things that like some of the dialogue maybe would have benefited from going through rewrites yeah well okay so that's interesting you even mentioned that because some of this doesn't feel like I mean, there is a point to a, a lot of what's happening. Like they're tr- like they're making a point or whatever. Yeah. But a lot of it just feels like here's some characters. You know right. what I mean? Um. Yeah. We let's we can just go into it. I okay. guess. So it, we'll talk about the A story and then yeah, sort which, of the B story. Which do you think is the A story? The capsule. I think I think so. Okay. I think that's what dominates a lot of the episode. I yeah. wouldn't even call the other one like. A story, you know what I mean? Like, no, they're just kind of gossiping. The other one is like straight gossip, <laughs> and then like yeah. a mild confrontation. There's like an A story and a C story. I think. Yeah. Um, but the C story is the one that like I'm more interested in, even though like that's the like, idea. Of. There's less emphasis on it, but then that's the part that's actually like the other, like the A story has nothing to do with season two. It has nothing to do with anything. It could have taken place at any point. Yeah. It's kind of like a throwaway, like, wouldn't it be funny if, like, the viewers were, like, represented on this show? Yeah. Yeah, which I think is an okay idea for an episode. But that seems more like a mid-season episode. Yeah, for sure. Than a season finale. So that's the A story. We'll go with that. So they find... An ancient capsule. Ancient capsule. Um, and Data is just driven by curiosity. Like he wants you, to explore it. Yeah, and they're they're waiting for Picard 
Yeah. Or something, right? He's gone. He's he's on some important mission. Well, he's finding out about uh, all this Romulan business. Yeah, all this politics. Worf, and- Worf wants to like get rid of the capsule. He's like, this is trash. Let's get it out of here. Yeah. And Riker is fine with that too, right? He's like, yeah. Like no one really cares, but it's data. Which is fun. Okay, because this was one of the things that uh, on Memory Alpha that they were kind of complaining about is like the whole point of the Enterprise, their whole vibe is like, let's explore. And then they come across this like really interesting, like ancient, like floating space debris. And like Uh only data wants to examine it. None of the people from Earth, they know that it's like from Earth. Yeah. But like no one else is like very interested in it. Yeah, they they literally refer to it as junk. Yeah. I in my mind I was kind of imagining like maybe maybe they just because we put a bunch of satellites and stuff up into space now, maybe like they just happen to come upon that stuff all the time. Right. So maybe it's not that remarkable. And Worf just wants to shoo it away. Yeah, he's like, let's just let's just clean this up, get this out of here. But at the same time, you'd think then like maybe Data would be less interested. Maybe this is just the first time they've had the time. Well, because there are just they're just waiting. Yeah. Picard, so. And that's kind of Data's ultimate point is. Well, we we have the time, so... And they don't know that anything more serious is going on at this point. Yeah, and they don't... And, yeah, like, they they probably scanned it. Nothing, you know, there was no life signs, as we found out. So it's probably just like, yeah, it's just some old, like, satellite, you know? Yeah. But um, Data's got a good point, you know? Why wouldn't we... If we have the time, why wouldn't we check this out? So... Well... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and we learn why. <laughs> so they go over there. Um, I liked I liked seeing how they interacted with it. Like there was a disk drive, which I thought was fun. Um, there's a, a there's Worf doesn't understand how to <laughs> yeah. manually open a door. That was a great <laughs> and data has to show him. That was really show, funny. And that Worf was just going to like phase it. Like you must just come to rely <laughs> on your phaser so much. That's a Worf like solution. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, if he can't fight it, he'll at least phase it. So I thought a little bit about conspiracy in this in this one moment where there were where we see some skeletons, like they find yeah, these some, pods, like, mummified, right? And it's like it it wasn't as like horrific, but it was like oh, this is a little creepy, little little decomposed human remains. Um, so I I enjoyed that little that little bit. I liked there was an empty pod, which I want to know if. There's yeah. a story with that. Did that? Yeah. Did that person like? Well, wait. No, they're dead, so they didn't get out of the pods. But yeah. maybe the person mm, yeah. just like. Maybe it was just never occupied, like by anything. But yeah, who knows? Maybe there's maybe there's a maybe there's like a, a Star Trek novel that talks <laughs> about this because you know sometimes they gotta dig deep for like random characters, yeah. <laughs> like the the pod person. Um, but then, yeah, they so they find some people. Yeah. And they bring him over. Well, yeah, because first of all, they find a beautiful woman. Oh, yeah. At first, I was thinking, uh, well, actually, I remember what happened with this episode, but it, it feels like for a second, like, oh, is this going to be an episode about a pretty lady? Yeah. <laughs> like, it feels, you know. You're like, uh, where's Riker? <laughs> is this going to be a questionable ep? <laughs> and then it's just like it's about like these three people or whatever. So uh, it's mostly about how Americans are the rudest. Yeah, it it is kind of 
Americans like abroad in any way. You know, so are awful. So I did feel like maybe we can get into it more, but I did feel like the point of it was supposed to be kind of like calling us out or whatever. Yeah. But I also I <laughs> there are overall I think it does an okay job of like having some fun quotables uh sure that are like dunking on us but at other times <laughs> i felt like it was like a little over the top and like a little bit like okay guys like calm down a little bit <laughs> it was like you've only been there a few hours can you just like relax yeah like but you've I, been dead for like 370 years i felt like the episode in itself like its message it was Trying back, maybe it's just because it's talking okay. to us. You were offended, and, and I felt, but I was like, "You're like not all Americans." <laughs> well, I'll, I'll point. I'll point out. I think I wrote down some moments where where that happens. So, okay. so data. It's data's call to bring him over. I guess he convinces Riker to let him. Yeah, and Beverly unthaws them, uh, which Picard was not happy about. Picard's mad at all of this. Yeah. He's basically tells Data like they were already dead. What more could have happened to them? Mm-hmm. Now we have to treat them like human beings, which is which is another thing on Memory Alpha that they were like, this seems very unPicard. Yeah, like because it's kind of like they were dead, but they were frozen with the intent that they would be like thought out at some point. Right, but it's not. It doesn't cost them anything to do it. I was thinking, like, is it their responsibility? They're interfering, kind of. Yeah, but with, not with, it's like almost with their own civilization. Yeah. I get. I guess I. Yeah, it was weird. I. I sort. I. It didn't bother me too much. Like, I felt like I understood what Picard was saying. Like, if they're dead and they're of their own. I don't I don't think he's correct there, but I I guess it's like when you come across like when they're digging for construction or something and you come across like a burial ground. Yeah. But you they almost never just leave it there. They're not like, oh, no, we better leave this here. And like they usually like take it with them and examine it or study it or like. I think, yeah, that's that's true. I. I I think what like didn't really bug me about it more was that like after they kind of like had to talk about it, Picard's like, okay, well, I I guess now we'll just you know. Well, he's kind of like, well, now they're here, so yeah, yeah, just deal with it. He they didn't make it like it was like it was more of this thing where if where he it it came across more where he was like, I just kind of wish that uh. Someone I would have been told, you know, you know, right? Like, like Data was in trouble yeah. a little bit, but the, this was like the first time we've really seen someone in trouble. And Picard is just saying all this stuff about how, like, you know, I I'm like really supportive of us like exploring and like whatever. But he's basically like, we've got some more important stuff going on, and this is a distraction from that. That's true. Yeah, we didn't need to like divert our attention in this way. And but now that it's happened, we'll deal with it. And because they just have a conversation about it where Data's like, you know, when Picard's like, you know, they were already dead. Like, what does it matter? What else happens to them? And Data's just like, yeah, that's a good point. I didn't really think about that. 
yeah. into data, it's like, well, these humans aren't really meant to just be floating like eternally in this capsule. Yeah. They I were get- sent there with the purpose that they would someday be like brought back to life. Yeah. But I wonder, I guess the, the episode doesn't really have a, a, a conversation about this, but I wonder if like the fact that like they were put there like that with the intent of one day they would be healed. Does that mean they should have to do it? You know what I mean? I'm not saying that's like even a, right. a conversation no. the episode is having. Because that's kind of why it's interfering. Because they must have been sent there with the intention that I don't know who would like uh, like thaw them out. Uh-huh. Like we don't know. But so whatever was supposed to happen didn't happen. So technically it should be left alone. But that yeah, but that doesn't make it the right thing. Well, because yeah, then they, yeah, because they just come across it. Yeah, it makes me think back to symbiosis or whatever, where it's like. Where it is, it is sort of like, oh, well, just saving that one ship from exploding or whatever from that sun mm-hmm. already was interfering. So like, right. But that at the time, it probably seemed like such a harmless thing to do. Right, or like Data goes onto the ship. He's basically doing like urban exploration style. Oh, like, yeah. I just want to like look around. <laughs> yeah, and then just happens exactly to find these is. bodies. Yeah. But I guess, yeah, I guess maybe it's just a different situation because it's like they're earth earthlings or whatever, but like yeah. from a different time. Yeah, it's kind of confusing, I guess. But like you said, like they, they sort of just talked it out and it was like, okay. Because I think there wasn't, it wasn't clear, like, what the best choice really was. Like, is it the best thing to just leave these bodies? Like, they, they weren't, we haven't really seen them, like, like, obviously they don't bury people when they die. Do they shoot them out into space? Like, we don't really know. <laughs> they haven't addressed it. Uh, I know that comes up in other series. Yeah. But we don't know what they did with, like, Yar's body. Oh, yeah, that's, well... Yeah, I don't know. Okay, so yeah. That's so it could, to me, it's like a thing if you just like found these bodies and they're not where they're like supposed to be, uh-huh. it does feel kind of weird to like leave them behind. It also seems like, okay, if they had, if one of their, if whatever happened to the various people there happened to one of their crew members, mm-hmm. like if someone had an embolism or whatever, right? or whatever, any of the stuff that happened to them, they would just they would just revive them. They wouldn't be treated right. like, oh, well, they're dead now. You know, they would. Right. Um, but I guess on the flip side is there maybe their medicine and stuff is to the point where. Like they wouldn't even come close to that, like because one guy yeah. died of like liver poisoning. It's like, well, yeah. they don't have alcohol. So like. Right, right, right. But, <laughs> Or, you know, or like they probably have other medicine like that was no big deal. So like whatever could have caused that now, they would be able to stop. Everything that killed them was now curable. Yeah. Yeah. And and probably easily preventable. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. It raised some interesting questions, but I yeah, I don't know if that was really what the episode was going for. I don't know either. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, they they weren't yeah they weren't too concerned with that really. No, I think it was just supposed to be for the lols. It's kind of like when you make a you make a questionable decision at your job, and it's not even the wrong thing, but your manager's like, 
well, now I have to deal with this. I wish you would have told me. Yeah. <laughs> um, Picard, yeah, so Picard's not happy about it, but uh, Data felt it was the right thing to do, and they're like, well, let's wake him up. Yeah. And so. Well, because Data was like, well, I guess we'll bring them with us. And then Crusher's like, well, these humans are frozen. I guess I'll thaw them out. Everyone's just kind of like, okay, I guess I'll just do this then. And they wake up yeah. uh, the lady first. And they look so refreshed, even though they've been dead for over 300 years. What happens, though, <laughs> when she wakes up is for some reason, Worf gets right up to the table <laughs> this is a good gag too a lot of good wharf gags and she sees him and faints it's she like, sees like picard and smiles at him she sees crusher and smiles at him and then she sees wharf and passes out he's just, like trolling her it's yeah i guess maybe it's like he's the security you know like what if they freak out right 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 but you know Which, they all just wake up no one is like where am i what's going on no, yeah. They're just like... <laughs> We're here. <laughs> They're here. And uh, Ralph Offenhouse, yeah. he wakes up and he's like, my money, where's my money? Yeah, the, yeah. He, he. I think, so like the other two are sort of like, they're almost like side characters, I feel like, in this. I think they all represent America. Okay. So Ralph is like, he's like the leader. He's the loudest. He's he represents like American capitalism and he's just like capitalism is power. I want to be in control of everything. Yes. Like he only cares about himself, his money and like he demands he thinks he's like equal to Captain Picard. He demands to speak with the captain. He's on the comms like so he's just like classic like. Agro American. Yeah, he's a. He's a financier, so it's yeah. all summed up in kind of like, yeah, that the Wall Street. He wants a copy vibe. of the Wall Street Journal. Exactly. Like, that's his only concern. Okay. And he's trying to establish his power by being like, I should have, my stocks would have split by now. Like, I should have, like, all this extra money. He's trying to get the money so that he can be in control. Then you have Claire, who represents, like, the, like, she's a mother, basically. Yeah, a mother, she, a homeworker, so she homemaker, homemaker, so she must work in construction, according to data. Uh, oh, <laughs> I missed that gag. Okay, yeah. But so she's like, she represents like basically the nuclear family. She's just worried about her sons. She's like sad. She kind of has like a vampire storyline too, where like everyone she's ever known is dead, but she's still alive. <laughs> yeah. So she's dealing with that like eternal loneliness. Yeah, that's interesting. It's all family based. And then you've got <laughs> LQ, Sonny Clemens, and he represents like the kind of like Wild West, like American art. Like he's a musician. Yes. He's He wants to drink. He wants some coffee. Like he wants to like party. Yeah. So like those are all the like. It's, it's, it's all like America. Like, yeah, like uh, it, I was saying, it's not like one story necessarily going on but like this kind of snapshot of like these different elements kind of kind of cartoony elements they're all exaggerated but it, i get what they're going for a little bit and everyone's like pretty one-dimensional yes yeah which yeah sometimes i'm like yeah this is kind of lame but other times i was like the actually the way you described it made me like it more <laughs> i was like wow this is really 
like deep cutting stuff here i think um who do should we talk let's talk about claire like her okay. whole let's just go through all their like semi stories they have okay. so we got claire uh yeah homemaker died of an uh embolism mm-hmm. um so she doesn't oh and she was married to a real dummy donald yeah what so that was interesting first was- of all donald raymond isn't that her last name? Oh, yeah. So he's got two first names, Donald first of all. Raymond. <laughs> I was like, is that a name I'm supposed to know? I don't understand. Okay. Uh, I her One thing that was in, well, you said the vampire storyline. <laughs> That's kind of cool. Uh, but she also doesn't remember dying. She Yeah. At some point, Crusher tells her how she dies. And she's like, I have no recollection of that. Like, well, yeah, you wouldn't remember dying. Well, but like the way she died too, it wasn't she had an embolism. Yeah, it so, would have been sudden. Yeah, so she wouldn't even like. I guess it's a thing where it's like liver failure. You know, you you kind of know that's coming. Well, I guess the point right. of it was like the other people prepared right, with right, their right. money. She died unexpectedly. So her her story almost gives like Donald kind of an interesting story where it's yeah. like well hers is kind of interesting too, but like where. He couldn't deal with the grief, and it didn't seem like they were that wealthy, right? But it's it seemed like because the- he was always investing in like schemes. Yeah, so like he probably spent a lot of his like I know wealth to like, and she was just critical. She was like, "Oh, like looks like he finally bought into something that like worked out," or like Crusher's like he must, or or was it Troy? One of them is like, "Well, he must have really loved you." To like have you like cryogenically frozen, and she's like, "No, he probably just couldn't deal with me being dead." Yeah, but I th- I think that's probably it, like she probably knows him pretty well, right? Yeah, like uh, this. It she seems, doesn't speak very highly of him, though. It seems like a desperate thing to do, right? When you're not like the other two, like very wealthy you know your 35 year old wife like suddenly dies you have two young kids that now you have to like raise on your own yeah i mean yeah maybe she is coming down hard on him too but i i I feel like yeah probably in that situation it's like i uh i feel bad for donald that he had to go through that but yeah why like this obviously isn't going to solve your problem and if it does work for her it's like it puts just just, her now she's in the future and you know, right. she's alive, but I I think he's supposed to be kind of like the lovable idiot, like like uh home improvement or like King of Queens, like all those sitcoms oh, where like yeah. the wife is just like beautiful and like nice and smart and the husband's like a complete idiot. Mm-hmm. He, he's who trying can barely function, but he's trying. I like how much we've already fleshed this. I'm like getting. <laughs> well, we do see a picture of like what he probably looks like too. So like. Well, and I think that Claire had the most like emotional depth, because of course you'd be like everyone. Everyone I've ever known is dead. Like, who yeah. am I as a person? If you identified yourself mainly through your family when you were alive. Yeah, her hers felt maybe the like, like you said, the most emotional death. Maybe like a little bit less comical or not comical but like of a caricature or whatever it still was like right. oh she's like it, it, i feel like it was played a little bit like oh she's kind of like the sad 
wife or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where it's like she she's kind of like affected more by because of what her husband did than what she did. But I guess that's I mean, that's yeah. I, she's just like the emotional aspect. Yeah. Because neither of the other two have any emotion, any emotion about the fact that they died yeah, that the world has like moved on without Which them. Which I guess works for their character, but I guess it just reminds me of like other times we've seen certain female characters show up in the show, like uh, in Home Soil. They had like that story with the with the one female scientist who she was like the only one who we really got to see. Like she was like crying. There's that weird right. scene where Riker had to like console her, and it was yeah. weird. Yeah. I was, so I was like, it's it's always like they it's like they're the ones who like really get emotional. It's almost like this weird because it's subtext. like only women have emotions. Yeah, but like that's stupid, and it reinforces toxic masculinity because of course everybody has emotions. Yeah, yeah, but so. they only express it through. Which I was surprised when Claire started crying that uh, Picard sent Troy in there instead of Riker. <laughs> I was glad for that, actually. But usually if there's a crying woman, they send Riker over. There was a shoulder touch. A Picard shoulder touched her before that. Oh. Yeah. That, okay. I'm now noticing it because you pointed it out. That one is, a that one I'll maybe accept because <laughs> she was crying. So that one has a purpose of, like, comforting, Not but it is like, still, like, maybe you don't touch this person who is, like, just dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it was another one where it's, like, um, yeah, I think it was just more of, like, Picard's comforting a, a, cr- a but, yeah. But if LQ Sonny Clemens started crying, I don't think he would have done the same thing. No. So. No. See. Who knows? It's there. <laughs> so yeah, Troy goes in, talks to her. She says some line about her being a shrink, which I thought was like yeah. Troy's like I I don't know what that means. But yeah. anyway, it's... she's like I don't know what you mean, but you seem profoundly sad. <laughs> yes. I love the way she just tells people their feelings. Troy is never. That's not like how I. Oh, yeah, always up front, and that's how I always want to come at people, too. Oh, where you just, like... <laughs> You're feeling profound sadness. And it it typically works. I can I I guess some people are probably just appreciate the honesty, but I can see how other people would be like, don't tell me how I feel. Well, usually her coworkers get salty with her. Yeah, but it's, like, also at the same time, it's, like, you can't act like that's... She doesn't know that. She right. knows. right. Um, you can't hide your feelings. So the the story here is just that like Troy helps her look up her family, and I, I feel like doing some genealogy, not just for cold murder cases. Yeah, it's <laughs> also for people who have been cryogenically frozen. For people who have this and vampire wake up in the future. Line. Yeah, for vampires. It did feel like <laughs> I like Troy's like going back to like just. Like, oh, you're having a problem with this? Well, like, let's just, like, see if you got fan- Like, Let's she- get on the internet. It always feels like she just knows the right thing to say, I guess. I mean... Yeah, because this this woman was, like, upset. Like, I don't know what happened to my family. So she's like, well, let's look up what happened to your family. Yeah. It's obviously not going to give you, like, the answer you want to hear. But it's like, here's just, it's, like, the truth. It's yeah. a place to start. You don't know anyone living currently. But... I think she literally does say, like, it's a start. Yeah, she's, yeah. It's like, they are family, so... Yeah. 
And she, yeah, she says, after all, it is family. Mm-hmm. That's, I think that's, that's really it for, for Claire, though. So that's like her. Right. Which, I, you know, okay. That's, that's like a, min, a mini story in its own, I would say. Yeah. There's not like necessarily any, you know, like big, like it doesn't come to any catharsis for other than like they look up right. her family, but it's, it's nice enough on its own. Yeah. Um, do we talk about Sonny? Sonny. LQ, Sonny Clemens. Uh, he immediately is super interested in data. Yeah. So, like, kind of, I guess it's kind of like the flip side of like Worf freaking out Claire mm-hmm. is like, he sees like these weird pe- people and he's like, he instantly Sweet. connects with Data and it's like mutual because Data's also really interested in him because he speaks in a really interesting way. It's and like going back to the beginning, it's like, yeah, it's like, it's like, you know, imagine if you could meet someone from like 200 years ago or whatever, right. or however long. 300 so he's like interesting ago. to Data and Data's like showing him. Like makes him a martini, like gets him a guitar, like he, pl- they start a party planning committee. A party planning committee, yeah. That's like the. That's kind of like a, Data is is like so down to go along with all of this too. That's like what he wanted his ideal thing to find is like an actual person from the past to just like talk to and get like firsthand experience that he wouldn't be able to get from just like researching or something. Yeah, especially because data. Yeah, data is like all about trying to like replicate the human experience. Now, granted, yeah. these people act way different than these people. Well, and but... yeah, he would never meet someone because this yes, guy, yeah. this guy, he just wants he wants alcohol. He wants TV. Like he wants entertainment and he can't he gets really like he wants to go see the doctor because he can't handle just sitting around doing nothing like he needs some kind of like stimulation. Yeah. And so nobody like that's kind of like obsolete as far as humans go. Which sounds to a certain extent like ugh, like. Well, they're all before they wake him up when they're talking about how he died. They're all very judgmental about I him. I know, like Which Picard's like he must have like really hated life, but then he just froze himself so he could like go through it all again. And Crusher's like, yeah, he was too scared to live and too scared to die. I think this was going back to like when I was watching the episode, or some of it, I was like, calm down, episode. Like I right. Like I'm not trying to defend Sonny here because he he's a questionable yeah, guy. Yeah, they were really judgmental. Yeah, where it's like maybe it's it, it's because I don't know. Like, uh, specifically with like, there's no drink. Like nobody drinks. No, there's like, and they they say like TV died out as a form of entertainment. Uh, yeah. Apparently, TV's ending in 2040. Yeah, but I like in our lifetimes, like maybe like maybe I guess, but like there will be something similar. Maybe they'll stop calling it TV, but like TV is just like storytelling. Right. So there must be some it must have evolved in some way in the way that there used to be oral storytelling or like painting pictures and it evolved into writing books. That stuff still exists, too. Yeah. Like even 
like maybe maybe books as like a physical thing they've all got like, like some kind of kindle but yeah well, there will still yeah. be written written st- stories will still exist right till then like they still or you know, doesn't like music music is definitely still yeah. around but they and remember, Riker was watching that three-dimensional, it was like some woman playing an instrument or dancing or something. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So that was basically... And they have the holodeck, which only right. comes around then. I just felt like that was one that like really annoyed me because it felt so judgmental. And especially because it's like, we're watching a fucking TV right, show. Right, right. Yeah. So we're, we're, it just felt like so... Maybe I'm like reading too much into it, but it just felt yeah. so like negative and in not a good way like like there's obviously a lot of bad stuff that comes with tv or you know like associated with it it's like critical of tv but on but you're creating something for television so don't you think there's value in that yeah there yeah like why are you critiquing the medium that you've chosen for like creating art yeah that and then and i don't believe there's not going to be no alcohol or like drugs and you know and i i think star trek shows that they're like i just felt like this episode is just incorrect about its own world like there's still there's still those kind of like they talk about going to um is it after they go to they talk about going to get those like to the blue parrot cafe yeah or like but, I don't know if they ever get a drink when they they go to bars or cafes sometimes on the holodeck. Yeah. But I don't know if they they've had drinks before. I know they have they have like they'll get into it. It's like they have like synthahol, you know. So it's it's not really alcoholic. But I know like there yeah, are it just tastes like alcohol. Yeah, that's like the worst. That's part like the of waste alcohol. of time, right? <laughs> but like there are other parts of. of yeah, well, we'll, we'll yeah, see, yeah, we'll yeah. see that there is still there is still these things, and it just seems like a dumb thing to like say, like maybe on this right. ship or something. But I don't know. And they don't offer like, here's what we do instead. Well, yeah, they do. It's the same That's issue exactly. that we often have, where it's like, what do people do in their leisure time? We've seen a little bit, but they in that moment they go, well, then what do you do? And they interrupt right. it. It's like they don't even have an answer a little bit. But we've seen them. Yeah, they go on the holodeck. They play sports. Um, they do like fencing. Yeah. Like we'll see later. Like there's like acting and they, like, they put on shows and they 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 also um, play music and stuff like that. But right. I just don't see how like. Yeah, how like TV <laughs> like something that resembles TV goes away, especially because he was like, let's put the Braves on. Right. You know, like there. So you're telling me there isn't some type of like they a don't, computer can't pull up a Braves game or it can't show you like a current Parisi squares game. Somewhere. Right, right, right. Yeah. To me, that just seemed like so unrealistic and just yeah. like trying to be like, like, I get that it's like sometimes like a lot of times Star Trek does come down like it. It called us in the first season. It called our like current times like barbaric. And they were specifically referring to like military right. and stuff. Well, like and that. now they're saying we're too materialistic and people no longer care about materialism. Yeah. I, yeah. And I, th- I think that message, I enjoy it with Offenhouse. I like, you know, it was a little 
comical, but I I got it. But but to be like, oh, can you believe these people? Like, they they like to be entertained by television. Like, right? You you know a little (laughs) bit. Anyway, that's my. I'm sorry. That's my rant about it. I just felt like it was both unrealistic and kind of. You're like TV is a valid art form. Shut up. Just yeah. So much on Star Trek. They're always. Well, we're also in the golden age of television right now. I don't even watch a lot of TV, but it's just (laughs) the idea. It's like what's being critical of it instead of saying like, oh, this is what people watch now. Yeah. Is like a sexy lady playing a harp, like a 3D projection of a sexy lady playing a harp. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's like in Star Trek, they're always listening to classical music, like reading Shakespeare, playing chess. And it's just it's sometimes not always like sometimes it's like. They're they're talking about, I don't know, something that's not less. What's the word for that kind of stuff? I don't know, less like snobby or something. But it it's, sometimes it comes it's off highbrow like, and like TV is lowbrow and like chess and classical music and stuff are like highbrow. Yeah, it it yeah. So sometimes depending on the episode or who wrote it or however they play it, it comes off as like yeah. In the future, like they only like good art, not none of this trash that people right. like. Like yeah. Anyway. <laughs> I'm sorry. And um, we never even get to hear Sonny play any music. Right. Also, that guitar is so ugly. It's very ugly. Yeah. So, like, Bad job, Replicator. There is a bit of some country guitar when he asks for a martini and he takes yeah. a sip. And then there's like, wow, Yeah, yeah. I was like, was this became a sitcom here of Data and Sonny. Catch the spinoff. Uh, so we were talking, we were talking about it of there's some slang that data is learning from. Yes. Sunny. The first moment, I think when they first become interested in each other is Sunny says something about hooey. Right. It's like, who, hooey. (laughs) And he does the thing where he's like, the way that he repeats it back. Brent Spiner is like amazing. He's yeah. He thinks like. His accent is like the way is the pronunciation. Yeah, yeah, which makes sense. But yeah, Brent yeah. Spiner is amazing yeah. in that moment. And then he does the thing where he like rattles off hogwash. He, he, or he looks it up in his thesaurus <laughs> brain. Yeah, I love how he has to like recall it. Yeah, <laughs> and he doesn't just know it. <laughs> it makes me think of like how his brain must work. Um, but uh, yeah, then here's the big one though: is the we looked, we tried to look it up beforehand. <laughs> But he said, you, what does he say? Something about some low mileage bit wolfies, pit wolfies, <laughs> pit wolfies, pit wolfies. And he Which, says, and and help him build a memory. Yeah. So he's looking to party with some ladies. Yeah. And Data. Well, Data. you you looked it up and it was it's basically like groupies. Yeah. But for like NASCAR. Yeah. Or something. Well, you said, OK, so that when you said this, uh episode was like affected by the writer strike yeah because the answer we found was like someone asking the actor and i was like did he does did he just make that up like like, is it an ad lib and is he a stock car racing fan or something yeah 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 so i was like okay well you know Um, he's got a lot of good uh what would you call them 
uh, like sayings or sayings. whatever. Not yeah. even that. Like, yeah, like little thoughts that you would find. Little like quips, like little southern kind of slang. Yeah. Do you remember any other ones? No, he was like, um, it's just it's like the same song, just a different tune. Yeah, or same dance. Same dance, but the tune is different, something like that. Which is like talking about how he's like more easily able to adapt. He's like not upset at all. He's just trying to like hang, Which, have a good time. And Data's like, how are you so well adjusted? And he's he's basically just like, well, it's it's still life. I'm just in a different place. Yeah. But I'm still just me like in this experience. Maybe, I mean, he does some bad stuff in this, but maybe he's, like, actually, like, the answer to, like, maybe he is the best of all of them because he's, he's just, just, like, ready to accept. He's ready to, like, just go with it. Yeah. And nothing about him actually makes me think of, like, too too afraid to live or whatever. Too Yeah, too scared to live, too afraid to die. I mean, he seemed like a good time. And even after right. they told him, like, there's no TV or alcohol, he was like, Okay, I mean, all right, well, let's he's, have a party. He's like, let's have a party then. Yeah, he's just trying to, like, he's like, just trying to do his thing. There's not so, any seriously negative consequences by his actions, though he no, does. Well, he is sexually harassing he's, he's, Dr. He, Crusher. He assaults her, right? I mean, he, oh, he yeah. spanks her. Yeah. Yeah. So I was for like, some reason, she's amused by it, which well, I'm that's like, the writing, right? Like, that's the time where, or that's even how it's played in the episode. It's not played like. Yeah. No, it's played like it's funny. It's like, oh, he's, 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 what an idiot. He spanked her, you know? Yeah. But it's obviously gross. Cause he says she's the prettiest little doctor he ever did see. Yeah. Which is true, but you don't need to say it. That's, yeah, you're right. You can, you're welcome to think it. We're all, we're all smart enough to realize that. <laughs> don't say it. Um, but he's the most comfortable and he wants to have this party and then. But the Romulans are not invited. <laughs> yeah, that would be inappropriate. So that's kind of what we get from him. Yeah. I mean, at the in the end, he wants Data to come with them, and they they like it's a little For joke. The spinoff where, series buddy comedy. Would you watch this sitcom? Um, absolutely not. <laughs> I I would have if he was he did they didn't have that stuff where he was kind of gross too. Exactly. Like, I don't need to see more of that. That was more, that was like a sign of the time, right? But I was for a moment like oh, I kind of I kind of like some of the elements he was, of this character. He, he was okay, except for that part. He was okay. Maybe because I like I said I did feel like him, where I was like, "What do you do for fun?" <laughs> like, yeah, oh, that's that's what we've been asking. They they yeah they, they were too afraid to answer. Seriously. Okay, so the here we go. Often house. Ugh. Okay, so he's the he's the worst. He is meant, I think, to be. He's kind of like the memorable, really memorable one in this. Yeah, because he is sort of like angry rich man. Maybe the worst. He's supposed to represent like the worst of our society, right? Yeah. Um. So he wants. Yeah. He wants. He just expect. He's so entitled, right? He uh, just right. expects his bank, his lawyers, will all be there. He can get a Wall Street Journal. Like, like Picard is just like your lawyer's been dead for like centuries, dude. Why would you expect the Wall Street Journal to still exist? You know? Yeah. Like why would you yeah. But he's like <laughs> he is so yeah, he 
yeah, there's it makes me think of how there are so many people in power who are just so driven by that. By that, hoarding like, money. Yeah. He just wants, which also, if you died, your money would have been like either left to the people in your will, especially if you knew you were going to die. I mean, they maybe, don't like hold on to your money for you. Yeah, maybe that's what he had like the lawyers for is maybe he had some special thing through the the cryonics or whatever, where yeah. it's like, this is my some side gig where they also hold your money for you. Yeah. Okay, but yeah. Wouldn't like why didn't he have his genealogy done so he could like find his family that he probably inherited whatever money he had, unless he just didn't have any family. Well, it'd all be a waste anyway because well, yeah. there's because yeah. it's like because why would your money still be there? But he can't even like get like no. get it through his head that there isn't money. You know, he's just like because I was like, can't they just like watch a brief history of like like what the earth is like now well they were trying to like ease them into it a little bit but they seem it seemed like they just needed to know he especially what is reality now he was like i need to talk to picard yeah and just to get to his money yeah (laughs) then and he checks out i think it was a little too real yeah this character was a little too real he like immediately he figures out how to use the like communication panel yeah. And he like cuts in while they're like dealing with like that Romulan stuff. They're having a staff meeting. Oh, yeah, 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 exactly. And he is complaining as if he were on a cruise ship. Yes, he compare he says he's had better service on a cruise ship. Picard is so offended. So he's like delusional. Like he's yeah. very he is very much like a cartoon character of like a capitalist, but it was it- Fun to me. I thought it was kind of a funny comparison to a cruise ship because it is full of people. And yeah. so you would kind of feel like he's just like, okay, this is the most immediate like analogy I can think of. They're all like wearing robes and the they're in a yeah. very like I I bet a a cruise ship if if a cruise ship was trying to like imagine what they would be like in space, they in in the late 80s like those those are like the designs they would also come up with yeah. it doesn't look like a military vessel or like, you know they wouldn't have gotten more distracted with the replicator like that like ralph or uh not ralph sunny gets like a martini and everyone else is just like sitting there like no one else like you know they would have spent like half an hour just like making oh, things make in the replicator or like take them to the nail salon wherever Deanna's always getting her nails oh, done. Sure. Or like the fabric store where they buy bolts of fabric. Oh like, my gosh. I forgot about the that. The ship's the parts something of the about ship the ship's stores. Yeah, which doesn't even make mall. sense. Um Yeah, like I I can imagine that Sonny would be interested in that stuff, but I feel like often right. houses it makes sense that he's like, I gotta I just gotta talk to my lawyers. He just wants some power. He doesn't like not knowing, not being in any control, not knowing anything in the situation. Right. And he's whining about it. And then while he's doing it, Picard just walked. I like how quick he got there. Oh, yeah. Because he's there to <laughs> shut that shit down. He's like, we don't have time. And he he owns him. Oh, yeah. Picard owns him. Uh, I liked I like this little bit where... um. Like we were ta- we were talking about in the one episode. This is a little unrelated, but it made me think of it. How they have like these devices on them all the time that they use to communicate. Okay. And it's like, how how can we like they just trust that 
you know, you always know where everyone is. Mm-hmm. And there just is this idea of like these. Um, it's actually something that uh, um, was I an idea that was pointed out on Enterprising Individuals podcast where okay. he said that like he feels like the humans of this future um, are just like a different species from us. Okay. Where it's like they they can't like the kids are doing calculus for one. But right. like also they, they can just I, I don't know if he actually mentioned this, but it made me think of it where it's like they can just be trusted that like they're not going to spy on each other or like. Right. Or Picard even says because uh, when he tells him not to use the comm panel, that's, yeah. the guy's like, well, how come there's no executive key? And Picard's like, because everyone knows not to use it that way. Right. See, that's exactly where it's yeah. like it. Maybe it does feel a little bit like unrealistic in a way. Like mm-hmm. there's like you'd still think like, oh, maybe people would like still like abuse that. I'm sure it probably happens, but it's it's just there's, interesting. There's that one episode where Wesley like replicates Picard's voice. He like very easily hands. takes over the ship. Yeah. yeah. Well, people were like wasted, I guess, and they're having a crisis. Yeah. But still. But so we kind of like Yeah. see that a little bit. But it is interesting just the I maybe it's yeah, maybe it's like a little unrealistic, but I do like the idea of how op- like open they are as like a society or whatever. Yeah. It's like they're just kind of trusting of each other. Right. But then yeah, maybe uh, and maybe they didn't expect these people to like go because also the security team seems really ill prepared <laughs> to handle these people like they let Worf like walk around the ship with those two Klingons who like right were terrorists I guess like they, they're they maybe not sure suspicious the- enough yeah of other people yeah yeah exactly I, th- I I think it's cool that they're they are very open but yeah may- maybe sometimes well, they put themselves in bad situations. And that's situations. maybe what conspiracy was trying to get at, but didn't quite get there. Yeah. Like, in this episode, too, it's kind of the downside of being that open is that yeah. some people will, like, take advantage of that and, like, abuse that privilege. Yeah. So, yeah, I think at this point in the show, it's kind of like it's it's an interesting idea that's not fully developed and, you know probably mm-hmm. get there later where it's like well there there are things you know there are issues that can come about but there's also like it's also not just like they're not easily held captive either you know like yeah like some kid couldn't just take over the ship any day or whatever right, right, yeah. right. it's like unusual circumstances right but it, yeah it's an interesting idea um yeah he thinks he can talk to his lawyers um he's just Oh, yeah, Picard is owning him. Oh, right. (laughs) He tells him that uh, humans have grown out of their need for possession. Right. Um, Offenhouse says it's not it's not just about power. It's it's about power and control and not just possession. Right. Obviously. Yeah. Yeah, that's like clearly what he kind goal- of he sort of apologizes and is like, sorry, I just like can't handle feeling out of control. Okay, so is is that meant to like, like gotcha? Bye. Is that meant to like humanize him a little bit? I, I think so because then ugh. because then when he shows up later, he shows up on the bridge. Uh-huh. First of all, nobody notices that someone who isn't supposed to be on the bridge just walked onto the bridge. 
Right. And then he interrupts this meeting. They send security over to him and they just stand there. Right. And he like, he also like points something out and Picard's like, mm, he's right. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't come off of like a big thing where it's like this guy, like where it was meant to be like, oh, he did actually have this. He, he was suspicious enough. Like, you know? yeah. But it was like, why is Picard was just like, yeah, that's what I was also thinking. Basically. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I agree with that guy. And I don't know like, if that was meant to be relatable. I don't think whatever it was trying to be matter. Like, he didn't even need to show up. Like, these could have been set. Well, they just, it just was uh, on its own. It was just kind of like whatever. It was like setting up a situation that was like totally unrealistic and just like made them seem like a bunch of amateurs. Like, how do you let some random person on the bridge? And they just kind of let him hang out. Yeah. yeah. And they're like, oh, he's fine. Yeah. That was more of just like, it reminds me again of like the weird blocking of when like those Klingons picked up the kid. Right. Whereas like, you're not supposed to think about this, but like you can't help but to think about how awkward it seems. You know, I will say, though, whenever you are around, like, cops or security or whatever, it does have an awkward vibe. Yeah. Like, I don't think that that's intentional on the show, but it is the way that it gets kind of awkward when it's like, because usually they're, like, um, encountering someone where there there could be a legitimate threat, but when they just come across something on board, they're less likely to, like, treat it that seriously. Yeah. Probably because they don't have a lot of, like, day-to-day issues. Like, if people aren't drinking, there's not, like, a drunk tank on the, you know, ship for, like, people to, like, spend the night there if they're, like, rowdy or something. And it is. It probably is just, like, their philosophy is way different. Like, we'll, we'll see it in the, like, Romulan situation here, but, like, their security isn't like what we imagine like our police our police police us if someone their just, police are there to protect them from like outside like, yeah threats so if this happened in like a more contemporary time like some guy just showing up on the bridge he would have been taken to the ground oh, and like, immediately yeah but this was like like okay he's not the situation right now is about this. Like, let's not. He's still like a rich white guy. So nothing really happens. Oh, you, th- you think there's still some of that happening? In he's the- still like privileged, even though he technically has nothing. But he still has the arrogance of like his former position in life. Oh, yeah. He still has the arrogance to just show up on the bridge. Yeah. Well, I just mean like they're they're probably like like their way of handling any sort of situation like that. Like, like if any of them, even like Claire came on, it it wouldn't be like, you know, get get them the fuck out of here. It's just like, they like deescalate. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's escalate a situation. It's not like, yeah, there's no like police brutality or anything like they're not like punching you in the head and hitting you with a baton and like throwing you on the ground. And I think they also show that, too, with when Offenhouse, like, kind of uh, judges Picard and says, like, oh, you know, a military position, that's uh, whatever. And it's like, oh, like a military career. Yeah, he's like shitting all over a military career. But it's also like, it's yeah, not financially lucrative. But it's also like, yeah, it's it's a mil- it's definitely a military career, but it's not like in the way we think about it, you know. 
It's like a cruise ship at the same time, you know? It is because they're not necessarily fighting. Like, they'll fight if they have to, but they're not there to... They're not there to prevent or cause violence. Mm, yeah. That might come up sometimes. Yeah. So if they're not going to, like... If Worf's walking around with some, like, sketchy Klingons, they want to figure out what the deal is first. Right. Or they, like, imprison them or whatever. You yeah. Know? Um... So in the final, like the final owning of Offenhaus, he's like, what's the challenge if there's no money or whatever? And I actually, you know, right. I like this idea of like, yeah, it's like to make yourself better. Like, wouldn't you just want to like live a good life? Which I think most people would if like they right. they did. They didn't have to worry about money and possessions like most people. Would just wanna- they would. Yeah. Like have hobbies or have interests or like learn skills. Yeah, which I'd like to see some more of that in the show. Mm-hmm. But uh want to know what they do. Uh, they better themselves. But I want to know what that means. And which more. is also like, which is Picard's general philosophy. He always wants them to be learning. Mm-hmm. So oh, that yeah. is he is kind of like sharing his philosophy. Like he just thinks everybody should constantly be like working to like learn more and know more. Okay, you're making me like the episode more than <laughs> <laughs> not really. I think you're just like finding these bits that I wouldn't have even thought about. But yeah, so they're like, the, that's kind of the whole point of their story. They hey, say, anytime Picard's being anti-capitalist, I'm right there with him. Yeah, this I'm was... Like, please tell me more. This is a great moment for that. I'm sure there, it's like in a... I think it's in like a YouTube compilation out there of like communist messages from Star Trek. <laughs> and they say, yeah, like I said, they say, you know, it makes you wonder how we got out of the 21st century. And I'm like, yeah, I get that. I... I identify with that. Yeah, Riker. Let's touch back on Riker's impression of the capsule people at the end because it's also totally inconsistent. But at this point, he's not into them. He thinks they're stupid. Riker. Oh, oh, in the end. Yeah, because in the end. Well, then that's like kind of the. uh, Well, it's also talking about the show in general. But Picard says like our mission now is to go forward, not backwards. You know, and they're also referring to like humanity but uh and there's still so much to do so much to learn but like you said but Riker is like I kind of like I kind of like him yeah he's like too bad we can't take them with us but it's like he hated them the whole time they were there yeah hey he came around I guess wait I forgot I forgot my favorite line that Riker says Oh yeah, when uh when Ralph comes onto the bridge and says something and Riker yells, You're out of line, mister. But then he's like, Yeah, I really wish they could have stayed longer. I guess that yeah. I uh, they probably weren't thinking about what's Riker's motivation there, but like what is what are the people Riker's watching? just mad. I actually do I am starting to like Riker a little bit more because he's a lot saltier than I remember. Yeah. No, Riker's good. I just don't think he's really even a, a character in this episode, if that makes sense. That's what I mean. His like his dialogue is totally inconsistent. <laughs> yeah. He's not like, ah, good riddance. He's just there. And that maybe that's a writer strike thing. But yeah, he's just kind of there to like reflect the feelings of us maybe a little bit like yeah. oh, those guys were fun. Yeah. Um, OK, let's talk about the 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 C C story. Right. Okay. How long have we been talking? This, this feels like a long episode. <laughs> That, that's not bad. Okay, so we've been talking for a while, but you know what? The C story, like you said, there's not much mm-hmm. to it. So 
They're headed to the neutral zone. I actually liked in the beginning of this, there was, it felt like when they were doing this stuff, it did feel tense. I don't know if you okay. got that. Yeah. They're like, we're going to the neutral zone. Two outposts have been destroyed. Right. Maybe it's the Romulans. And what really. They're examining the debris. What really, like, especially had me feeling like kind of tense about it was they were saying, like, they hadn't. Even, there's no contact with the Romulans for 50 years, they said. Right. And the last contact was, like, maybe not a good situation, right? So, like... Yeah. Um, there's so there. It reminded me of when they went over to that ship where they found the Klingons in that uh, right, right, whatever right. episode. Uh, yeah. Where Heart of Glory, where it was, like, there's, like, mystery and, like, tension. Like, they don't know what's going on. And yeah. even then, I think they thought maybe it's Romulans, you know? So it's like a callback to that a little bit where it's like, when are these guys going to show up? They're building the tension and they're all gossiping and like speculating. Gossip, yeah. But it's the Romulans. I love that. That's It's totally um, gossip. So the Romulans and like Starfleet haven't talked since the uh, the Tomed incident. Yes. So I looked up the Tomed incident. Oh, are great. Are you familiar with it? No idea. Okay. So it's kind of, a, it's wild. So I'm going to summarize from like memory alpha. Okay. But basically, uh, so it was a staged terrorist attack where the flagship of the Romulan fleet crashed into a Federation base at high warp. When the quantum singularity confinement of the Tomed failed, the massive explosion wiped out 13 Starfleet outposts as well as wow. like one of their ships. Well, the official casualties numbered in the thousands. Holy in reality, cow. the ship and the bases were all empty, rigged to emit false life signs. Whoa, wait, what? The thousands of Starfleet personnel listed as killed in the attack were already dead, their deaths having been covered up in the past year, and records fabricated to appear that they had been stationed there. The act of terror was orchestrated by Starfleet intelligence to defuse the rising tensions between the two powers, forcing the Romulan Empire to stand down when the Klingons sided with the Federation in the wake of the attack. Whoa. It was an inside job! Wow. This is a truther storyline. Well, okay, what is that? Because at the time, they like in this timeline, they probably don't know that either. So this is a version of the story. And so this is like in like pocket, like um the original series Lost Era novel. Okay. This is the version of the story that they tell. Okay, wow. So, so after this incident, that's like why they ceased communication. Wow. Okay. So there's that darker side. Inside job. Well, I, I like your research like that. <laughs> I just assume like, ah, oh, some battle. And instead it's like, oh, this is like, this makes sense. Maybe. Right. Oh, my gosh. And so we don't know, like to Starfleet, they might think this was a legitimate like terrorist attack. Yeah. Or like. Well, and then like the consequences of it were that like Starfleet wasn't allowed to look into like cloaking devices after that or something. OK. So I don't know if it was like cloaked so that the Romulan ship would like hit it and then they like. Yeah. Stage this attack or like. I don't know. I, I'm sure, pretty sure it goes all the way to the top, though. I wonder when this information is if it ever was revealed. So I think it was in some like novel. Yeah. All right, maybe this is a that's a spinoff sometime. Yeah. Okay. Well, so, so that, this is the conflict. That's that why they're also like super, like untrusting hesitant. of each other. They send one. They're sending one ship, the flagship. Right. And um, which is also added to like I think the tension 
But uh, it goes back to how we said they like conduct themselves, where their goal here is not to confront them, but to like actually try to make some connection with them. Right. And Riker and Worf keep saying, like, we need to be prepared to fight, like, if we have to. But Picard doesn't want it to come to that. Right. Oh, and Picard thinks they might be testing them to see how their, like, technology has advanced. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, and w- the what I think is interesting, I guess, about the established connection thing, mm-hmm. after what you just told me, is that, like, <laughs> Like a terrorist attack that they think killed thousands of people. Right. Like their response to that was like they haven't talked in 50 years. Like right, that right, they right. didn't immediately like try to inv- invade well, them or who so knows. So I guess, I guess there was tensions between like, yeah, the Romulans, the Klingons and Starfleet. But so then the Klingons teamed up with Starfleet. Uh-huh. And so then the Romulans kind of had to back off mm. because they couldn't take on like both of those groups. Just think about now, though, if like I, I I know they go into similar stuff with a different incident, but like, you know, if some so, some like type of event like that happened on that level. Yeah. Like and not resulting in like like 20 year occupation of her like Romulus, right. you know, right, right, like right. instead it's like, OK, let's now let's go and try and talk to them, you know. Yeah. But 50 years later, even so. um. Yeah, so there is what you're saying, like, they might want to test themselves, and there's kind of this, like, we should fight them. No, let's not do that. Uh, I like, I guess I like the idea of this the whole time, like, that's kind of, like, an interesting theme that's going throughout is, like, let's not. Nobody, like, with the Romulans, neither of them necessarily has, like, the upper hand. Mm Mm-hmm. So they're like equally kind of suspicious and like feeling each other out at this point. Yeah, which is that's always uh, like almost always when you have the Romulans, there's always like this element of like, what's their real goal here? Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's like better than you. Th- it's not as bad as you think. Or, and they right. just don't want to let you know. Or sometimes you're dealing with a guy who's got his own agenda. Or because something. I think Troy says they're like either intensely violent or intensely tender. Yeah, so did you have, like, an impression of Romulans before No, this? absolutely not. This, yeah, this is also my first impression of them. Yeah, so it's, yeah, it's for I. It's kind of cool, because it is, like, catching up to speed in case you, like, you know, you hadn't watched the original series, or even now it's, like, right. we're revisiting it. So it's, like, they, they, they talk about how they are sort of an offshoot of Vulcans. Right. But they definitely, are like, where they have that sort of, like, cunning about them, or, like, they're clever... Yeah. But they're also like they're they're like maybe emotional, right? Or like yeah, yeah. they're just very ex- extreme, like you said. Where like they, it, it's interesting though because it, it it's still in a very like cold and calculated way. That wouldn't you say? Yeah. Like even the guys we meet like are very withholding, but you can tell they're definitely like they're ready to go <laughs> at any like, moment. Like they could go. The last thing they say is basically like the Romulans are back, bitches. <laughs> yeah, don't fuck with us. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I did like that moment a lot, except that it was like, oh, and then that's the ending. Like, right? Yeah. Then nothing happened really. I, I don't know. But um, yeah, they're they're really fascinated with humans. They're not obvious, which I did 
like about I them because like we don't get a lot. lot from them but i almost like that more of it is just like their reputation like precedes them yeah and then we don't have to get much from them because their vibe is that they're like cool until they're not yes they won't start anything but they will right. it's interesting because we have like the, i feel like vulcans there's obviously all, all these different races they present are have complexity but like just the various description of like Vulcans are like the the idea of them is like they're logical, they're pretty straightforward. Right. Like you wouldn't expect them to like be conniving, right? Right. And right. then you have the Klingons who are like very aggro. They're ready to go at a moment's notice. They just want to fight you. And then on the spectrum of that, you have like and the, you have the Ferengi who are just trying to scam you. <laughs> yeah, they, I, they don't necessarily want to fight. They're not a real threat, but they're definitely trying to like scam you they're, somehow. Yeah, they want your they want your credit card credit info. Credit card info. <laughs> yeah, they they've definitely got some email scams. Oh they, yeah. So I like I like that like they kind of have this. Yeah, they're just so distinct from them, but they have elements that like you see in the other the other guys. They're like the coolest. They are cool. They look cool. They look cool. They've got cool bowl cuts. They look like cool Vulcans. They're and cool, Vulcans yeah. are cool looking. First they got, for they like, got like more style. Their brows are styled. Like everything is literally on point. Yeah. <laughs> The, their ship looks cool even yeah they're just kind of chilling too um, okay maybe he's not like resting but i in my memory he's just like resting on his arm like sitting kind of relaxed like. they just have like some power yeah stan- not stances but like poses you know yeah yeah so um with the okay so the outposts here's some like maybe some foreshadowing or something okay. so the outposts they weren't just destroyed but they were completely scooped out of the ground, they said. Oh, okay. Yeah, so they, they, they check one outpost, um, and they're like, yeah, this is so weird. And it it's genuinely creepy, I think. They're like, like, no weapon we know could have done this. It's like, okay. oh, okay. shit. <laughs> uh, and they do another one, and it's the same way. And there, and then we get that same thing where like Riker's like, we should go to Red Alert. Like this is fucked up. Yeah. And Picard's like, no, I don't think so. But I think he convinces. Don't they go like, to like Yellow Alert? Yellow Alert. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, let's at least, yeah, let's. Which do you think when it's Yellow Alert, everyone like kind of looks up from what they're doing, and then they're just like, ah, eh, whatever. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. It seems. I mean, uh, it seems like on that kind of ship, if you're like. It seemed very, what's the word, like procedural, like. Right. They probably do yellow alerts a lot of the time. Yeah. Where it's like, eh, yeah, let's look out. But, but like, nah, it's fine. No, I, let's, let's finish our lunch. I've got like my astral cartography <laughs> I've got to get back to. Um, But then they're OK. So they're talking about the go to yellow alert. And then like that, all that stuff comes to a head when they're like, oh, we like. Where they're trying to find them, but they're like maybe cloaked. I love that too. That was like very tense. Yeah, I yeah. loved all this stuff. That's how Offenhouse manages to stay on the ship because they're all like kind of waiting to see where the Romulan ship is. Or yeah, yeah, they're like we don't have time to like mess with this guy right, right now. And um, they're saying like, well, as they're disengaging their cloak, they'll be vulnerable, and we could just 
destroy them. It seems like right. what Worf and Riker want to do, which I was like with Picard, where it's like, well, that seems let's let's chill. <laughs> um, yeah, let's determine their intent. But then they have that scene where like the ship does the the cloak, and like I was saying, like I think it looks awesome. Yeah, and that moment is so epic. I thought everyone is like entranced. By seeing something that they haven't, you know, like, or they've probably never seen never this seen modern They're, version. Yeah, of how their many ship. of them could? Have- well, and Worf, Worf's parents were killed by Romulans. Yes, yeah. So that's why he's so like aggro and wanting to fight them. And he's like, they don't see Klingons as hum and humans as anything but a waste of skin. Yeah, they call him like the racist dog, dog, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. They call him a dog. So he kind of justifiably is just like. Nothing good is gonna come from this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I I like too. Like, it's another reminder of Worf's story, which I think is right. Like, we'll get to eventually, and it's pretty awesome. So, kind of that like Batman backstory. He's got Batman. <laughs> Worf should have been a superhero. I think is he's, he's either Batman or Mil Mortis. <laughs> like, oh, I forgot about that. I forgot about that. He was that in the too. rubble. He's in the rubble. Maybe his targ avenging was his there. parents. Maybe with his targ. Oh my god. We don't gosh. know. We don't know how his targ, uh, whether they survived or not. And now he he wants to avenge his parents' death. So we, yeah, Tabak was one of the Romulans, yeah. right? I think that that one we'll do do another little trivia again. Was play? It's he's played by the same actor who plays Gold Ducat in Deep Space Nine, which we. Oh. Uh, we guessed it on enterprising individuals okay. and okay. he was like yeah so it's cool to see oh he's big tall now I can see it he's like big tall guy yeah and yeah. he's the same kind of like in that he's playing a Cardassian but it's like similar like uh, don't fuck with yeah that. yeah I like I like seeing like how Star Trek like we don't we wouldn't notice this half the time but so, sometimes it's like uh Oh, like Armin Shimmerman, you played like this one character right. really well. Now you're a main character. Like, right. So uh, it was cool to see that like when I watched TNG the first time, I probably didn't notice that. But now yeah. I'm like familiar with him. I was like, yes, <laughs> he was awesome. Like you yeah. said, cool look, cool yeah. stance. And yeah, they played the characters so well. Yeah. Um. So they tell them that their outposts were destroyed in a similar way, mm-hmm. which is like, Oh no! Oh shit! This is bad. Big bad. <laughs> um, so I like that though. It's like we're reintroducing this like new villain, but there's something like worse potentially going on. Yeah. So it's just this whole time I'm like, even though I know like what happens in next gen, I'm just like, oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. This like, sucks. <laughs> and because they've been relatively safe season one. Yeah. They haven't. Like, there's been random situations where someone, like, a person might die, like, whatever, but they haven't really all been under, like, a really serious threat that oh, we got. Like, there's been a couple moments that like, were tense or that, you know, like, Jordy had to split the ship apart and send away all the kind of non-essential personnel or, like, you know, there's right. been moments of danger, but now it's, like, there might be a group it's like it's your typical danger that's like it's maybe maybe they've all I think they've all been in danger at times like but it's your typical like personally yeah like Star Trek thing where like this feels you're more in of like, space 
And you're it, on an adventure. You're going to encounter danger. Right. Where this felt more of like, this is a threat to like everything. Yeah. Kind of like maybe conspiracy a little bit, but it it didn't actually feel that Even way either. Even then they were individually targeting people. But I feel like this is more like the ship and like Starfleet is like under threat. The Romulans are under threat, like as a larger it's, yeah, group. It's more than just Starfleet. Even it's like right. Romulans like. There's something going on that, like, nobody can figure out. Right. And I like how the Romulans spin it as, like, a diss on the Enterprise, or, like, Starfleet. They're like, yeah, when we saw this, like, we knew it couldn't be, like, your asses. <laughs> like, um, but Picard basically suggests, like, let's collaborate and figure out what's up. Right. And they're like... He loves to collaborate. Yeah, he, a hot collab from Picard. Yeah. And they're like, I like this idea, too, because we were talking about, like... Like they, if when you looked up the Tomat incident, it was like mm-hmm. they teamed up and it, they backed off. But then they also say this line: uh, "Matters more urgent caused our absence." It's like, oh, oh. Did they, like what happened? Yeah, yeah. Did they have like a civil war or something. Like I, I don't know. I, I'm sure okay. there's lore, bu- some book on it. But right. I'm like, just that. I like that, that. It's like we don't even know. It adds to well, like, and the mystery just of like, them. We had some more important shit going on. <laughs> yeah. So cool they're so cool like they're they're yeah they're so like yeah i don't care they're like too almost too we're cool. busy anyway <laughs> oh we didn't even notice we haven't talked in 40 years and they're like oh we left and look what happened while we were gone yeah so yeah then there's like the we are back line mm-hmm. i said oh i think our lives became a lot more complicated right but that's like the end of the story really so that's kind of what is disappointing about it is that it's it's kind of like a trailer for what's gonna happen you right. know where it's like oh here's this it I, I what i like is there's a lot of it where it's like oh there's like this outpost thing and then mm-hmm. like the romulans are back but it yeah it felt like they didn't have enough for a full episode or like which is why they had all this filler like kind of goofy storyline yeah i feel like if you took off that like a story and like wrote yeah. another like 20 minutes about like a more satisfying you can still like have a satisfying conclusion and still be like but the Romulans there's still more going to be more with them because the two stories had nothing to do with each other and they tried to bring like Offenhouse into the Romulan storyline but it didn't really make sense and they didn't use it as like you know, like, here's an analogy for what's going on over here, or here's how these two things are related, or, like, this experience made us, like, look at this other experience differently. They just have nothing. It's just, like, two random things happening at the same time. Which, even, I think even if it didn't do that, you could get away with it, like, of some random episodes. Like, but yeah, this is, like, meant to be, like, here's the, like, punctuation at the end of the season, right? Yeah. This is a weird, it's just a weird, yeah, ending for it. Yeah. Which I guess the season began, well, we'll we'll talk about that, and we're going to do a whole season one episode. Oh, yeah, but, so then, yeah, the next episode will be like a season one recap. Yeah, but it, it, I guess it makes sense in a weird way, where it's like the, ep- the season began with a weird, kind of a weird mishmash episode, so like... It ends that way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so... 
who we join who would you join out okay of, well yeah so, so would you would involved. you join the capsule people do you want to wake up in like over in like 370 years oh, like if i had like would i even put myself through that would you put yourself through that and what is the first thing you ask about would it be your money <laughs> <laughs> i think i think if i had some kind of illness like that or something yeah. it's just like well, if the I don't know, I don't, I don't, I get, I guess, like, because you do. You would want to be cryogenically frozen like, and woken it, up it, in the future. If we're talking like this is guaranteed, but it seemed like some people on the ship died that we didn't even get right. into it. That like those companies didn't even like end up. Existing. Oh yeah, they said it was like a fad of like the twentieth century, and it didn't go on much like longer after that. Uh-huh. A lot of the companies had refrigeration issues. Which I think all of that is like power real. issues power too. Issues. So that's why they started sending them into space because they had to yeah. like come up with a reason like why they would even find them in deep space. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, they, there was a there was a Futurama episode that was I think just a parody of this one too. I okay. Don't know if they unfreeze like an '80s business guy, <laughs> and he like takes over the company or whatever. It's it's one of the best ones, but I think it is like exactly a reference to this it, for sure. It must be. But yeah, like okay. So in the thing is, I don't think this kind of stuff exists right anymore. You could did. probably still get is, cryogenically frozen. Is there any? But you don't hear sign. about it anymore. You don't hear about. I remember there used to be like I think around this time. Maybe I just know it from Futurama because right. that's that was like the premise. Well, I think like Walt Disney is like the most famous. Is that real? I thought it was. Wait, I is feel that like not real? I feel like is that no, like a, I, I mean, I've heard it, but I don't a know. Myth. Oh, we'll we, we got to ask that. Jonathan Frakes. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that's not true. Yeah, I don't know. I Yeah. So it, but uh, let's say how about this? If it's like a guaranteed that I'll end up there yeah or even if it's like 50 but what about the vampire problem yeah that's everyone you know is dead that would be terrible are you confident enough in yourself as an individual no No. i don't start over in the future well i felt offended on the behalf of lq sunny clemens yeah i'm more of a claire i think so I, i would be very upset but the, I guess the yeah. alternative is just like you're dead. I guess right. what I'm saying is. And I, she died pretty young. Yeah. So if that happened to me, not, I guess what I mean is <laughs> I would be willing to try. Okay. You know, like I've, it might not work out. It might be terrible. But I think you end up on like it's Starfleet, you know, like there's no need. Like it worked out pretty well for some of them. I think there's five people total or five pods. So yeah. three of them made it. So do I, do I have a three out of five chance? Yeah. Okay. Because I would rather live in this. I would like it would be nice to live in that reality where there isn't money or need. Okay. But what about while they were dead? Where were they? Odd. But like, what about their spirit? Oh. Is it in the pod? Uh, Do you know? Okay, because to me, that's the conundrum of like, you know, not that I'm personally religious, uh-huh. but like, if there is some sort of afterlife, were they there? And then did they 
bring them I'm back the side into of, reality. I don't think there was. I mean, I think when you die, you're just dead. Right. But so then what does that mean for like, you know, the essential, whatever it is that makes us individuals, that makes us human, mm-hmm. you're dead. Yeah. For a long time, not just like you're dead for a few minutes, you come back. Right. But they Are come back and they the seem to have their memories. All their memories. I guess we don't know them before, so we don't know. Maybe they were all completely different. But I don't know. I'm willing to chance it. Okay. It, obviously, I, I there's a lot of downsides with it. Yeah. It'd probably be terrible and maybe I, I would be miserable. But like the alternative is I'm dead. So I think... I don't think I want to come back from the dead. I've seen too much other media uh-huh. where it doesn't it's, it doesn't seem worth it. It yeah. seems like you know when you die you're just supposed to be dead. And we don't we don't know what becomes of them. So like we can't say if right. like what is the long-term effects like yeah. Like if mentally or physically or spiritually. I mean, I guess it is like that's your only opportunity to like be in space though, too. Right, they're in space, so that's cool. Yeah, but I don't think I want to okay. be cryogenically frozen and wake up in the future. I'm just happy to. I'm happy to finally want to join someone. <laughs> but it's just regular. It's just Americans. That's also. Do you want to be doomed to join Americans? Well, you're not required to like hang out with them for the rest of your life. That's true. So I guess like, who would you relate to more? I guess I wouldn't even relate, even in that situation, I wouldn't relate mm. to Offenhaus. No, I wouldn't be worried about money, but that's probably because I don't have any. But, like, you were probably of only how many people actually, like, went through this experience and actually came out on the other end, you know? Right. You need, like, a support group yeah. of people who understand. Oh, that's your support group? Oh, boy. Yeah. Not sunny. <laughs> what about the Romulans? You join Ooh, them. I would maybe join the Romulans. <laughs> they're cool, right? Yeah. I mean, they're. We don't know enough about them either way to know what their deal is. I like their attitude. Yeah, they've got a cool tude. I don't think I would fit in well, but like. I oh, like, I think I would absolutely fit in well. I like the idea of. I'm totally willing to get a bowl cut. <laughs> that's uh, that's like the trade-off instead of like. Oh, but you had to be dead for a while. It's like yeah, it's like, yeah. will you cut your hair? Like, absolutely. They make bowl cuts look. cool. I mean, they're always back. Bowl cuts. Yeah. Bowl cuts. Are, yeah. Like, because I feel like, like, two or three years ago, last year, this year, bowl cuts always a thing. Well, here's here's the thing: is it's because yeah, I think it's because Star Trek brought them back. Well, it's like you had Spock in the '60s, right? Oh, you've keeping got, it relevant. <laughs> uh, you've got, and you've got him in the 70s with all the movies, right? Yeah. Then you've got, well, then you've got him, he shows up in Next Gen, but you've got the other Vulcans and the Romulans in Next Gen, right? Right. Going into to Deep Space Nine, and uh, there's not a regular character. But then Voyager, there's Tuvok. Then Enterprise, you've got T'Pol, I think is the character's name. Yeah. And now... All the way back around, we're at Discovery and whatever. There, the, there's Vulcans there too. Spock, it's Spock. He's back. Yeah. He, and he, and he had a beard. The Spock. 
Oh, he had a beard too? Yeah, that was like when they brought him back in Discovery this last season, it was like there was so much outrage because like he had a beard (laughs) for a second. So like bowl cut, beard. How many people have Um, that now? Trend. Yeah. And I think it's, I think Star Trek is really, even if people haven't thought about it, it, yeah, it's specifically Spock. He's the that's the most iconic. He has has, his hair is the perfect texture because it's so smooth and straight, but full. Is that the most iconic bowl cut of all time? Do the Beatles? I can't think of a more iconic. Ooh, are those bowl cuts? Maybe they're mop tops. Mop tops. They're kind of a variation on a bowl cut, though. I feel like maybe that's the most iconic bowl cut of all time. Yeah, but where did they get it from? There you go. That's, <laughs> that's a question. That's a that's like a, a cliffhanger question. I think. Yeah. Okay, so would would join them? Um, wasn't romance in this? No, um, they didn't send Riker in to comfort the crying woman. Yeah, nothing like that. Um, there was some. There we need maybe a friendship meter for a friendship meter for Sunny and Data. Uh. <laughs> Yeah, whatever. I, they were friend. They 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 hit it off pretty well. It wasn't a friend bomb. Friend bomb is that the equivalent of sex bomb? Oh yeah, it wasn't friend bomb. Because they didn't actually get to throw their party. That's that's true. I kind of expected that to happen. It was like a teaser for a friendship that never really materialized. That would have been a nice like punctuation at the end of the episode. If it's they like, had a party, now they're all at the party and they all they've all like and they all <laughs> tell us what party. they've learned. Yeah, you know. Okay, so fr- not friend bomb, and then oh, I guess okay. So what would you rate the, the episode? Oh yeah, we have to rate this episode. It was. You know, you know what? <laughs> We're both like, you know. It wasn't good. I'm going to give this episode two stars. Okay, okay. I feel like I can't say it's bad. It's not like one star. It's not one star. Territory necessarily. It is a bad season finale. It makes no sense as a season finale. Maybe the Romulan plot, but like there's not a like that's not the main point of this episode. I feel like, you know, if if it was like it it like almost deserve deserves a one for like trying to pass that as like the season finale. Right. But yeah, on its core, I'm I agree with you where it's like, yeah, it wasn't it was okay. Like I I actually found I I mean, I found myself pretty entertained a lot of the time by watching it. Like like a lot of stuff being kind of funny, you know, or like talking about the Braves. And so I'm like, I ah. did. I will say the first run through, I hated it. Okay. Second time around, I like warmed up to it a little. Yeah. But I, I don't like when they try to do comedy because uh. they're bad at it. Yeah, that's true. I like I like some of the comedy. There's moments I like the kind of sight gags, like you know, like Worf not op- not knowing how to open a, ma- a door manually. Like it's more that's more yeah, like subtle. Like mm-hmm. it's not like over yeah. I'm trying to think, I guess we haven't had like a comedic episode like too much in this. Like we had, yeah. I, I think they've just been bad so far, but I think there are some 
we'll get some funny eps I later. doubt I will find them funny, but I also don't particularly enjoy comedy. I think I think it's more of like the carrot like it's it's not just that it's comedy, but it's like a humorous exploration of like the character themselves, you know? Right. Like you're what like it's more of like like you're watching like it'll be an episode about not about some space quest, but like data trying to do something Human. simple. And it's like Yeah. Or I like when they're like teasing Worf about Right, yeah. Being so aggro. Yeah, so we'll I guess we'll see. But yeah, there hasn't been good overall good comedy yet, I don't think. I'd have to the the idea of them writing comedy just makes me feel worried. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just hard. I think it's hard to pull off in the in that situation. All right, <laughs> that's the end of season one, I guess. <laughs> well, that's the end. But I think we're gonna do a better job of wrapping up season one than, than the they show. did. Yeah. Well, the bar is pretty low. Yeah, that's so true. So hopefully we'll do a better job. So our next episode, it's going to be like kind of a we're going to like do some kind of ranking, I guess. But it's going to be like it's more like we're going to just be. We'll talk about like the, the best and worst of yeah. season one. We'll talk about like characters and how we feel about what they're doing with it and what we hope happens in season two. Do you should we try to guess the first episode now? Yeah, and then we'll come back to it. Do you know the name of season two, episode one? I think I do. Um, oh boy, first episode of season <laughs> two. I think I know what it is. It okay. is called the child. Oh. Okay. So either they're gonna start off with like a Wesley episode, or. There's going to be some kind of like child genius, potentially evil, bad seed. Oh, a bad seed. Okay. Omen storyline. Whoa. See. <laughs> but I'm going too dark. I always go too dark and then it's absolutely not that. I think this episode is dark. I'm trying to remember specifically. Like, I don't want to make a guess because I feel like I remember too much. Okay. But I... And maybe I don't want to like plant anything in your head, like, but I think it's like one of the worst episodes. I could be wrong, but I, I feel well, like if it's an evil child, <laughs> it will absolutely be bad. You don't like evil children? I don't find them that scary. Okay, they're just small. So yeah, I think this is. I know season two it has one of the worst endings of a season of all time the season season two finale i think yeah which is okay the bar is already pretty low right but i think it's worse than this and i think it starts off rough too so we'll see we'll see I okay don't, we don't okay. need to we've got a whole nother year to explore season two but right all right so our next episode will be about season one yes and then the child yes and we will revisit this then yes okay more to come Thanks for listening. Your biological and technological distinctiveness will be added to our own. 
Our music was recorded by Paul. You can follow him on Facebook and Instagram at We Are Bringers. You can follow Gooey on Twitter at Gooey Fame and follow me on Twitter at The Heal Mary. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Gmail at Existence is Futile Pod and follow us on Twitter at EIF Pod. If you liked this episode, please remember to leave us a rating and review. For Gooey Fame, I'm Heal Mary. And remember, to even ask such a question implies that we need permission. We do not.